0: Welcome to another episode of Talking Some Sun. Today we're at season two, episode seven. And today, as my guest, I have a good friend of mine, Max. Feel free to introduce yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Max, and uh, I'm a content creator for uh, the Turn Two Six, and uh, also for I'm just creating content, memes, designs for uh, for my fans on Twitter and uh, Instagram. and Yeah.
0: All right, so Max is a good friend of mine on Twitter. It's funny because we actually live in the same city. We don't know each other. We, we, we didn't know each other beforehand on Twitter, like before we went on Twitter, but now that I know him, he's a good friend of mine. So, yeah, yeah. um, I have him today for this episode because I want to talk about a, signif- a, a certain player who has joined the senators recently. We'll get there around with that later. But now let's get to send some send, uh, Before we get into the sense sense content, I want to say that Max, you sort of mentioned it, but you didn't uh, say it enough. Max is a content creator for the Toronto Six of the NWHL. Would you like to speak more about that? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. So,
1: uh, yeah. So the Toronto Six. I mean, they are the expansion team uh, for this year for uh, the uh, N a NWHL. It's uh, the the women's league, and uh, yeah, I mean, we are really happy to 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 join the league. I mean, it was a uh, it was really a uh, a couple of. Uh, tough week since like since i joined the team you know like uh there are a ton of uh, of, uh, of things happening like uh the the, the announcement of the bubble uh, last week and like there's a ton, there's a lot of uh, of work to of things to work on lately but uh i mean it's really nice and it's a really good opportunity for us to uh, join the league and just to to just like impress everyone and uh, just have hockey back is, is really fun too so
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Max is a content creator for the Toronto Six. He is like, uh, he makes uh, graphics for them, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Graphics, memes, and uh, yeah, all the things, all the things, uh, all the things you need for uh, your social medias. Okay. I mean, I'm,
0: I, I'm the man. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the people. Awesome. With that being said, let's get into right the SENS news. So, first of all, I want to say happy 30th birthday to the inception of the Auto Center's. Exactly to, uh, 30 years ago today, on December 6th, the Senators were awarded a franchise team. They didn't come along till 1992, but it was known till na- since 1990 there would be an NHL team. Just like how Vegas Golden Knights knew we were gonna get a team maybe two years, two-ish years before that actually happened. Same thing with the Seattle uh, uh, Kraken. Every year's got every, every team's gotta start somewhere, and 30 years ago today, that's where the Senators started. So with that being said, Melnick Eugene Melnik, the owner of the Auto Center, since what 2000, early 2000s, I think it's 2005 or something like that. He uh, did an interview with Post Media with a good friend of his, Bruce Garyak, and I'll give a little bit of summary of that interview. So Melnick was saying um, some things he said were I, I could consider you, you can consider a little controversial, some not really. It all depends. like, like as much as it sucks it's not really surprising, you know? So Malika was saying how he plans to, uh, to uh, um, spend around middle of the cap. So between the, the floor and the middle, I mean, and the, and the, uh, and, and the cap. Uh, I think that's around 70 million this year. It all depends what the cap is going to be. It's going to be about the same as last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is going to be the same as last year. So it's going to be around 70 million. And um, he just talks about the, um, how just just, just some uh, some uh, propaganda that, that you're going to see obviously get fans excited saying stuff like we're going to be good soon we're going to be good soon and he actually says that he wants to be good now which is a little confusing to me as the Senators have gotten a lot of players at, into this year for example uh, Alex and, uh, uh Matt Murray, Danny datanov Austin Watson, Erica Branson, others I can't really think of the top of my head but it's just a good number of those players, to me, look like stop holder, or the placeholders until the prospects are ready. So I'm not too sure what the Sens are going to do this year. Either they could be really, like, like just normal, like just not good but not bad sort of thing, like in the middle of the pack, like so I think that's going to do. Or what seems to me, what Malik is saying, is he wants them to contend. And with this current roster, I'm not sure how active that can be. I'm sure they're going to try, but I don't know. If it makes sense, yeah, I think we wait another year or two, in my opinion. What do you think about that, Max?
1: I mean, I feel that uh, the Senators definitely uh, have the assets to to make some moves to uh, to improve their team, but I don't think that they will contend soon. Like, I mean, they have some really good players, some really good uh, young players, but uh, and some really good prospects too. But uh, I mean, right now, I mean, in my opinion, they're, sti- they're still they are still like the. One of the worst team of the league, but uh, I mean, we never know. Some prospects might uh, they might uh, they might surprise and uh, they might uh, become uh, better than what we expect. But uh, right now, I mean, if they want to contend, I mean, they need to tr- they need to trade some assets uh, in order to add more talent and more experience to their team.
0: So, yeah. really great assessment of that and uh, i think it's a great great point too and i think that um that said another interesting quote i saw in the article was i will read the quote that malik said we have turned the corner we just now need to execute what we have what does this mean what does that mean does that mean that it's starting to turn the corner or are we full-on trying to contend this year i'm not too sure he's not really clear on that it's open interpretation i guess a lot of sense fans, fans are really, really unhappy with this interview, and honestly, I understand why. Eugene Melnick is a guy who, most of the time, when he gets in, in, involved with the media and makes headlines, it's not really for the right reasons. Recently, he did do a podcast uh, interview with um, Bob McCowan. but that, that was a good uh, that was a good showing for Melnick. He really seemed smart in that interview. Like I'm not saying he's not a smart guy, but he really seemed. Uh, more intelligent than he seemed in other interviews, for example. He was really talking in some, some sense there if you want if you want to play on, on, our, on our podcast name. I feel it was an interesting interview there. But this one, I'm not too sure. I think he kind of missed on this one. Anyways, let's move on from that. Try to be a little optimistic since the birthday, let's go. So, um, normally at this point I talk about some freedom signings or some trades that have happened since our last episode. And since our last episode, there hasn't been any, no signings, no trades, nothing. So it's been a little more quiet for content a little bit. So we're gonna have a little bit of fun That is why We have max on the show and uh, max is not a senators fan. He cheers for the Montreal Canadians, which is perfectly fine. I like having guests from different shows. First season of this podcast, I actually had, I tried having a fan of different teams on as they can start bringing that a little bit more with the off season, not having as much stuff to talk about. So I'm bringing some interesting, different team fans, you know? So with that being said, um, let's talk about some the some, some prospects. Uh, I will focus today on the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, or if you want to call them as your new pseudonym, the Nodak Sens, thanks to Lockdown Senators guys usually i would hand this off to alex but alex is not able to join today as he's working He has had a very difficult work schedule so has mine been we both seem to be working at different days having off days differently so i think for a little bit uh it's going to be a little different to, diff- difficult to uh, to accommodate podcast recordings but we're going to try to make it work as always and uh yeah so uh let's talk about some of the node sends. i will talk about uh three players in particular I'll talk about shane Pinto, jake sanderson and jacob bernard docker I'll start with Shane Pinto. Last game, Shane Pinto had had took eighteen face-offs, won every single one of them. That is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's like that's unheard of. Like he was hundred percent in the face-off dot in the entire game. It's insane. It's unheard of. And it's like it's 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 mind boggling. It's friggin awesome. I like when Shane Pinto was drafted. A lot of people were skeptical, as was I. I didn't really know much about the guy. I didn't really know much about the uh, about the uh, NCAA back then and all that. But um, Shane Pinto has been a pleasant surprise for his Senators organization. And he has cemented himself as one of the better prospects in our prospect pool. And in two games so far played, he has two assists. And like I said, he's a monster to face off. And I wonder if this translates to his next level, whatever that level may be. I don't know if uh, Pinto goes... Do the AHL or the NHL after his uh after his uh his, his stint with the collegiate team is done? I don't know what's next. Of course, I want to play for Senators, but I don't know when that's going to be. But so far, he's been a monster. Now, folks, fifth overall selection, Jake Sanderson. So, in two games played, Jake Sanderson has one goal and one assist. I'm pretty sure those both came in the same game. So uh, before I continue, I haven't really been able to watch the uh, the NCAA g- games as I have. I work a lot, and um, and uh, the games are usually on when I'm working. So whenever I whenever I do get the time, I try to watch them later on, like recordings of them. Haven't gotten that chance yet. It's been really really busy for the last couple of weeks for me, but it's okay. I'll re- we'll rely on stats this time. It's not the end of the world. So yeah. Uh, Jake uh, Jake Sanderson, who was selected fifth overall by Senators this past draft. At the time, I seemed a little skeptical. Both the Shane Pinto pick, same thing here. I'm very happy with it. Jake Sanderson is one of the better defensemen prospects. He's one of the top defensive prospects in the NHL, if you ask me. I saw a comparison um, um, on Twitter. Uh, Someone said that Jake Sanderson is this year's Kale McCarr, as opposed to 2017. Well, they've the same playing style, same idea, you know, like so a, a collegiate player who's just blowing it up ever since he got drafted and it's going to be great in the NHL. Um, if, I'm going to try to compare Sanderson to an, a current NHL player in terms of style. I'm not saying this he is the exact same player as this guy and the exact same career. I'm just comparing style here. I've been comparing Jake Sanderson to Ryan McDonough since ever before the draft and... Honestly, is a really really similar game to the guy. I think he's gonna have a much better career than McDonough has. McDonough's not bad by any means, but McDonough has had some inconsistency problems throughout the years. And uh, but he's been like he's he's been a lot better as of late. Some years not so good, some years a lot, but it's the NHL. You're gonna have some off years, it's okay. I think Jake Sanderson poised out to be that, but on a couple steps higher. I think Jake Sanderson. Poises to be one of the best defensemen in the nhl in a few years i think he's going to be elite anyways enough about jake sanderson let's talk about jacob bernard docker jacob bernard docker has two games played as the other players do as well but no points which is okay because he's just doing his job and he's doing a great job of it i haven't really seen too many videos as i haven't been watching the games but i haven't seen anybody complaining about jacob bernard docker but I will do mention that Jacob Bernard-Docker knelt in solidarity for the Black Lives Matter movement with another prospect, Jas- Jasper Weatherby. I think Weatherby is a prospect for the New, New Jersey Devils. I could be wrong on that. But yeah, um, this shows a lot of character for Jacob Bernard-Docker. I think it's really important to, to uh, keep the conversation moving with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not just a trend. Black Lives Matter, they always will. So Jacob Bernard-Docker has shown a lot of leadership and uh, great qualities you want you want as a player on your team and that makes me really happy because we selected him sec- first round first round last year and he's proven to be pretty good so far. That sums up our prospect talk. Now we will move on to uh, a player who's joined the auto centers recently. And it's a player that needs some introduction because he has been good and he also hasn't been good. It all depends on year, I guess. Alex Galchenyuk. Let's talk about some Alex Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk signed with the Auto Senators this past offseason. And in 549 games played in the NHL, he has 320 points. Not bide by any means. But most of those points came with the Montreal Canadiens. This goal is, I'll go a little bit of a uh, walkthrough for his career. His rookie year, he had 27 points in 48 games. not bad for rookie year. And in his third and fourth years, he really took off for the canadians In 2014-15, scoring 20 goals, 26 assists for 46 points. The next year, scoring 30 goals and 26 assists for 56 points, so 10 more goals. has been pretty good for, the I'd say Average, maybe a little above average for the Montreal Canadiens. Hasn't been a superstar lately, but he hasn't been necessarily terrible if you ask me. Now, um, his last team that he spent a full season with was the Arizona Coyotes, following the Max Domi trade, and he had with that team he he had nineteen goals, twenty two assists for forty one points in seventy two games. Not first line numbers but not bad by any means, if you ask me. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been terrible at all. He's been pretty, I'd say, decent. Um, he didn't really fit in with Pittsburgh, scoring 17 points in 45 games, but with the Minnesota Wild, he seemed to really be picking up his pace of 7 points in 14 games. But at this point, I will hand off the discussion to Max. Max is a fan of the Montreal Canadiens, and he knows Alex Galchenyuk better than probably anybody else does, including me. Would you like to talk about him?
1: Yes, of course. Yes, of course. So yeah, so yeah. So I think that the first thing we need to know about Galchenyuk is that when he got drafted, I mean, he was sort of like not injury prone, but like the year his draft year, he was coming off a uh, really bad injuries where he played the, uh, he was uh, the game he played was really limited, so he didn't play a lot, and uh, there were concerns about his uh, leg injuries. But I mean, once he joined the team, the Canadians, I mean, we completely forget that. And he started to play like really good. He played all the games and uh, like, I mean, it wasn't, his his past injuries weren't, uh, they were not a a big concern, you know? So yeah, he's a guy with a a lot of talent. He came off uh, with the Canadians with with a lot of potential and uh, with a lot of, I mean, the medias were praising him and you know, he came with that baggage, you know, with the superstar baggage, you know. So, I mean, when he came to the Canadians, I mean, he started with the uh, Gallagher, you know. So, we named them the galleys, you know. They had that romance. They were playing on the same line together. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they started together. And, like, they were really good together. So, I mean, we can see the stats. We can also watch the games. I mean, he was was showing some, some superstar flashes. So, uh, I mean... And at that age, I mean, 18-year-old, I mean, you, you showed those flashes in the NHL. I mean, it's really good, and it, it's, a, it's a good thing for the future. But, I mean, once he, once he got those points, those 30 goals, I mean, I think he had a, an injury. And I think that that injury clearly had an impact on the rest of his career. So, I mean, because what I'm trying to say is that since that injury, I mean, he has never picked up his game like he like uh, his game was before, you know. So, uh, I mean, he got that injury, and when he started to, to come back in the game, I mean, he wasn't the same anymore. So, I mean, so there we can see that he got traded, he got traded, he got traded, he got traded again. I mean, he changed the team a lot, and uh, I mean, the player who he got traded for, I mean, they had better careers than him. So, I mean, so I mean, it's, it's quite sad for him, but you know, I mean, he's still a guy with a lot of talent. I mean, I still think that his leg injury is something that that had a big impact on his career. But I mean, he's still a really, he's he's still a guy with a lot of talent. I mean, we can see that his his game with Montreal. I mean, it was the best of his career. Once he got traded to Arizona, I mean, it was a new start. But I mean, he he got the pressure, and uh, you know, he was still I think he was still injured at that time, and uh, I mean, just seeing Domi, like, putting off, like, almost a point per game. I mean, I think that it, it wasn't, like, the best thing for him. Just putting him pressure. He doesn't he doesn't need it. And, uh, you know, I mean, Kacinac is still a really good player. So, I mean, what we can expect from him as a Sen. I mean, so, the Sen. I mean, I don't think that Sen's fans should expect a lot from him since he didn't show that much. And uh, since he left the Canadians. But, I mean, just... See him as a player who's trying to find himself. just I mean, I think he's a player who who needs who needs to to find his game and to just to build build confidence in his game because I mean he's a guy who has a ton of talent. You know, I mean, he has those hands those shots, and uh, you know he has that impressive skill set, you know that you don't find in in any player, you know. so when when you see Galchenyuk, I mean, yeah, he'll make those mistakes yeah i mean he will he will make you angry sometimes by how he he plays but i mean just just see him as a player who's trying to find himself and uh, i don't think that he's a player that will stay with the senators for a long time but i mean i think that uh, once he if he is if able to find his game with the senators i think that uh, once his contract will be up i mean i think that will leave for uh, for another opportunity and uh, maybe with he will try to find a contract for a long-term uh, situation, a long-term contract, because I think that he really needs that uh, really good place where we can find his game and uh, where we can just like enjoy enjoy the game because I don't think that he's uh, enjoying playing hockey lately. I mean, it was hard for him in the media and uh, just everywhere. I mean, I don't think that he was a guy that that was... a. Uh, that has a good reputation in the media, as you know. I mean, I think that we heard for, I think that we heard like the the drug things about him and I don't think that it, it was really healthy for uh, for his mental health. And I just think that he just needs to to have fun again in the game and uh, he needs to, to to have the right people around him. He needs to to just play his game, just have fun. And I think that he will be able to get a nice season with the Sens. i mean the Sens don't have a lot of depth in their team and i think that like, the Sens are a really good opportunity for him to to just like showcase his talent and approve the nhl that he still belongs to the to the league and uh, yeah so i i mean his uh, his best killer his shot uh i mean he yes he has a really good he has a really good puck skills and uh i mean he sees the game like uh, like few players do, but I mean his weaknesses are defensively. I mean he's uh, he's really bad defensively. He makes can make a lot of turnovers, and I mean his decision making was already bad before. But I mean the more he got, the more he got to play in the league, and the more it became worse. So I mean it, it's a little bit frustrating to see to watch as a fan, but I mean. If you have Galchenyuk, I mean, you expect that, and uh, you need to to live with that because he's a guy who's trying to find his game, and just to find the, the, the to find the game, and to find the fun in the game, so to find his place in the NHL, and uh, yeah, so
0: this is Galchenyuk, you know. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, I think that Galchenyuk has had his ups and downs for his career for sure. His strengths are obviously on the offensive side, and his and his his weaknesses are more on the defensive side. And I feel lately with. Some of the teams he's played for, he is more relied in roles that did not suit him. For example, the Pittsburgh Penguins, he was more relied on a third-line defensive bottom-six role, and that simply is not what he is meant to do. He's meant to have goals. He's meant to have points. He's meant to be in the top six. While he hasn't had the best numbers lately, I think that he can definitely bounce back at some point. I'm not saying he's going to score 40 goals and 120 points. I don't think he's going to be a Conor McDavid. But I think that he can be, if he finds the right role in the right team, I think he can be a great offensive production. Now, the thing is, what do you see him playing as this year? Do you see him playing on the wing or as a center?
1: I mean, I feel, that, uh, I feel that it's better for him to play on the wing. I mean, he won't have the, the face-off duties. I mean, I think that the face-off duties are more and more important in the NHL right now. And I don't think that uh, getting those uh, that pressure from uh, taking the face-off, I don't think that is the right thing for him. I mean, that, I think that playing on the wing and the playing with the... Uh, I don't, I don't know the the sense player right now by heart, but I mean, I think that playing with a good playmaker, you know, someone who can set him up, and uh, yeah, just playing with skilled player, I think it's the best for him. Or just playing like, a, like a guy, like a gritty guy, like uh, like at Ketchuk. I mean, Kachuk is a really good player. I mean, he, he has he has everything. He has everything to to, to succeed in the, in HL. So, I mean, if you put Kalinic with a guy like Kachuk, it will remind him like the the. the his duo with the Gallagher. So, I mean, so I think that, uh, it will be, a, it would be a good fit for him. And, uh, maybe, uh, he will try to learn how to, to be better defensively with, the uh, with a guy like Kachuk who has uh, already, uh, was has already like a lot of really good defensive skill with uh, his young age. So,
0: yeah, for sure. I think that's a great, uh, great, uh, analyzation of of, uh, of, uh... Galchen, I think he's better as a winner than a center. Yeah. Sure, he, he said multiple times he wants to play center. Yeah, ideally, he wants to be center. Obviously, for sure, sure, he wants to be the face of a franchise. The face of a franchise is usually the center. Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, yeah. McKinnon; those guys are all centers. Austin Matthews, John Navarre, and, and uh, um, um, Jack Eichel. Most of yeah. time, the face of a franchise is a center, and Alex, Alex Galchenyuk is the guy who wants to be the face of a franchise. I don't think he has that. I don't think he's, he doesn't have that potential, but I don't know if he has that potential. I don't know if it, what it with that got to, I think he's better as a winger. I think he's better as a secondary scorer, not, not the first guy you want to rely on offense, but maybe the second or third kind of guy. I think, uh, honestly, actually, if I want to put him on the line this year, I know that uh, uh, Tim Stutzla might be starting as a winger. I'd like to see Tim Stutzla and Galchenik alternate wing and center, see whoever fits most. Obviously, I'd like to see Stutla as a full-time center, but I understand acclimating the role as a winger. Once he's acclimated, I could see him and Alex Galchenyuk switch accordingly every now and then. I'd love to see that. Galchenyuk would benefit from playing with Stoopla, Stoopla would benefit from playing with Galchenyuk, and even maybe uh, if you throw Drake Batterson there, it'd be in a whole new line for the center. And I think it'd be very interesting uh, potential-wise.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, and uh, just... Yeah, wingers, uh, wingers and centers, which is a uh, switching position. I mean, it's not uh, it's not a random thing. Like we see Claude Giroux. I mean, Claude Giroux is uh, we don't know. I mean, he's a winger, he's a center. I mean, it depends on the game. So, I mean, I think that Kachanek can have. I mean, Kachanek is not Claude Giroux, but you know, I mean, he can have like the same uh, the same opportunities. Like uh, if uh, if if there's a game where. Uh, if there's a game where we we feel that we want him uh, with uh, with uh, with some players and uh, that he will be better on the wing, I mean we can play him on the wing on the wing for for that game. And after that, I mean if we want him with other players, we can put him at center with the other players. So I think that uh, it's a really good it's a really good thing to have on uh, your team uh, to have a player who can play both uh, both positions. I mean it it gives you a uh, it gives you a lot of uh,
0: a lot more. Uh, a lot more tools to play with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's a, a great uh, point. I think that uh, galchin can, I'm not going to compare him to Claude Giroux as talent-wise, but I think role-wise, he could sort of be similar as to what Claude Giroux does. Claude Giroux now is mainly a winger, but he also takes space off. He, he, he is most, ever since 2017, he's been more of a winger, but he also yeah. is mad amazing face-off thought, if I'm correct I could be wrong I'm just speaking out of my rear end here if I'm wrong please don't attack me just correct me Oh no, yeah <laughs> but yeah I think that uh Galchenyuk can fry any left winger role but takes face-offs if needed, you know yeah
1: and I think that the, the most important thing with Galchenyuk is uh, I didn't talk about it even if I talked a lot about Galchenyuk. but I mean the, the most important thing with Galchenyuk is uh, the power play I mean, Gachetnik is a huge power play guy. I mean, he has a lot of skill, and like we all know that the power play is the best way for a player to show off his skill in most of the cases. So, uh, Gachetnik, I mean, Galchenek, if we if uh, the power play if the power play plan is, is is good for him, I mean, if he gets the right fit in the right power play system, I mean, it could be really dangerous, and he could produce a lot of points uh, on that because he has just an amazing shot, and uh, he just has that uh, that unique—not that unique—but like you know, he has that that hockey sense that you don't see uh, you don't see everywhere, you know. Like he has that 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 offense that he has in in him, and he, he's just good at, at at creating offense on power play and scoring goals, and he has that nose for that. So I think yeah, uh, I think that he would be a, a good fit for the Saints.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great point. Uh, anyways, moving on from that, um, let's. I have a couple questions to ask you about you and your story with the Montreal Canadiens. I'd like to ask you that a couple of questions. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. All right. So uh, my first question is, why the Montreal Canadiens? What is your origin ho- his, his story of why you cheer for the Habs? And are there any fun facts you want to throw in there?
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean. I think that the first thing you, you need to know about me is that I mean I'm not from Canada you know I I'm, I'm from France and uh, my family is from France and Cameroon in Africa so I mean so I don't have a, I don't have a lot of uh, my I mean my grandparents were not the house fans and I don't have a family who cheers for a, for a hockey team or I don't have a hockey in my in my blood but uh, I mean it's was it was more in my primary school where we I had some friends and I I used to play like a mini hockey, you know, with the mini hockey sticks, and uh, I think uh, it's there where I, I started to to like hockey, and uh, my friends were Habs fans, and uh, I mean I like that uh, mini sticks with the Habs logo on it, and I think uh, it it just started there.
0: That's a fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's a great. Thing. I actually know you're from France, so and I, I, something I learned too from me, you know, so yeah um out of any player in the nhl who do you want on the Habs and why i'll give you two picks first pick is someone realistic that you could actually yeah. be lining up for the hubs another yeah. one is completely out of the pork. anybody you want okay
1: so um so right now right now i mean a player that is uh that could be a realistic weapon uh, i mean could, could be a real, realistic uh player to join the canadians out of the NHL, I think that um, – um, let me think about it for a few seconds. I feel that I really like Craig Smith. I like uh, before he signed with the Bruins. I mean, I was a really big fan of Craig Smith. I mean, he's a nice winger. I mean, he scores a lot of goals. And, uh, I mean, he's really good defensively. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy with uh, with grit and uh, with uh, – the. I mean, he has the attitude that helps friends like, and uh, I mean, it's sad to to see him join the Bruins, but I mean, um, he's still a guy that uh, I would really want with the Canadians. And uh, for a uh, random, I mean, without restriction, I mean, the first players that that come in mind is uh, is uh, Alex Lafreniere. Uh, I mean, Alex Lafreniere is a local player. I mean. We have been dream- we have been dreaming about him since a long time, and uh, I mean he's just an amazing prospect. And uh, I mean you can see those stats, those records he, bro- he broke, and uh, I mean he's just an amazing guy. And, uh, I wanted it- I wanted him with the Canadians uh, before the lottery, but I mean unfortunately we we won against Pittsburgh and uh, we lost our chance to 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 get him.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I think it's great, uh great uh, analogy there. I think Craig Smith would be definitely, definitely interesting on the Montreal canadians I don't have the Montreal canadians mock up in front of me right now. I don't know who's on the team right now. And yeah. uh, sense fans, I know sense fans more, but I do know some of the halves, and I think he would definitely match that play style that Claude julian has tried to implement on the Montreal canadians So right. definitely be interesting to see him there. And as for Alex Lafreniere. Of course, you want to. You want to see Lafreniere on the Montreal Canadians. It's a, it basically is a match in heaven. Sucks that it didn't happen, but hey, at least it's not the, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's all I gotta say. To
1: <laughs> at least it's not the Oilers or, or the Pens. I mean, I'm,
0: oh my I God, mean, if it was the Oilers, I would not have <laughs> watched I would not have watched any Edmonton games for a while. Uh, yeah. Unfair. Yeah, unfair. So yeah, uh, next question is out of your time as a Montreal means fan what is your earliest memory
1: i think that uh, my my the the one i remember uh, remember the most clearly is uh, the the playoff run with halak uh, just alex shutting down like any team uh, till the eastern conference finals like uh, alex was just amazing and uh, i mean it was really impressive like I remember that no one expect uh, expected Alec to to be that good, and like was just like legendary, like in my in my in my uh, in my head, you know, like I was a young kid and I just saw Alec. I mean, Alec was just so- stopping everything, and uh, unfortunately we we lost against the Flyers, but uh, I mean I think it's that yeah, we lost against the Flyers, but Alec, uh the way he stopped Crosby and Ovechkin back to back, I mean it was really impressive and. Uh, I also remember uh, my favorite player growing up, Suban. I mean, Subban was uh, a beast. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, it was my favorite and best and
0: uh, my earliest souvenir I have from the Canadians. Oh, geez, for sure. Halak was, like, a legendary in that playoff run. And uh, I think definitely if the uh, Montreal Canadiens made it past Flyers that year, they definitely would have won the Cup, 100%. They, like, uh, they were, like, Halak was standing on his absolute head there.
1: Yeah, and just like and just like something like just looking at analytics like after I mean it was it's just like
0: Alec was just like legendary, like he was really good. Yeah. Another question here. Uh who is your this is two partner? Who is your all time favorite Montreal Canadian and who was your first favorite Montreal Canadian?
1: Okay, so I think that my first favorite Montreal Canadian, I mean I think I have two. Like yeah, because I mean the not that not that they started at the same time, but I mean, I had some uh, few reasons to like the to like both of them uh, at the same time. So I think that my first my first favorite Canadians were uh, Max Pacioretty and P.K. Subban. Max Pacioretty because he had the first same name as me, and because I mean he was scoring a lot of goals. And then uh, Subban was uh, just an inspiration for me, like a black player playing for the Canadians and just being an absolute beast and uh, just being so electrical. And uh, I mean, he, he was just everything for the Canadians. And uh, he was he was so fun going. He was just uh, like, uh, he was, I mean, he was like perfect, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so Max Maggiore and Subban were my favorite hub. And I think that my all-time favorite hub are, I, th- I think I would say that Subban will, no one will top Subban as my favorite hub because uh, of what he has done for the team and uh, how uh, he's a constant motivation for me in life. And, uh, I mean, he's just uh, someone I look up to. And, uh,
0: yeah. That's a really fair assessment there. Yeah, Subad has done definitely a lot for City Montreal and the team itself. And it it was really mind-blocked when he got traded. But, hey, it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not sad. I mean, but, I mean, he's still a guy like... uh, it was it was more than a player for me. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, question here. Um, so, Montreal Canadiens have the most retired jerseys in the NHL. I think it's like something twenty something jerseys retired or whatever. Who do you yeah. think is the next Montreal name to potentially get their jersey retired next?
1: I hope it's not. I mean. I don't want him to have his jersey retired because I mean we already have a ton of jersey retired. But I, I feel that Kyrie Price might be uh, might have uh, his jersey retired sometime, like uh, anytime uh, when he when he retires because uh, he broke a ton of records and uh, I mean he broke. I mean he's just an amazing uh, player and uh, he just was just playing. j was just playing like. Uh, amazing hockey since uh since he started with the canadians and uh yeah i mean like in the in the since patrick, since patrick Roy, i mean i don't think that we had another player who 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 was that good and who had that much superstar potential and who uh, was just that much legendary so i think that Kerry price is the next one to have his jersey retired
0: it's a really fair assessment that's what i would have said too simply based on like uh, carrie price is the, is the winning is this is the leading as sorry he's has the most wins as a montreal canadian's goalie in team history he's definitely been amazing for his entire career he hasn't he's not necessarily what he used to be but i think he can definitely bounced back if he has a team in front of him but the yes. about of Carey Price prices he has a clutch factor he Wins you those important games. He makes that important save when he need it. He's definitely one of the better goalies in the NHL today. And he's yes. hands down prime. Carey Price is hands down a top 10 goalie in the NHL, in my opinion. Yes, History. yes. History. I mean, I know that's a very rich, rich compliment for the guy, giving his recent performance. Like, he hasn't been bad ever in his career, but he hasn't been what he used to be. You know what I mean? But Carey yeah. Price, when he's playing his best, he's the best goal in the NHL. Yeah,
1: I mean, I didn't watch that much other goalies, but yeah, I agree that Carey Price is is something when uh, when he's as when he's at the top of his game. I mean, he's he's just like uh, so calm and uh, he makes everything look easy. And, yeah, I agree.
0: That's a fair uh, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, my last question for this interview. Much um, all Canadians have one of the best prospect pools in the NHL as as a lot of teams do. Who do you think is the top prospect for the Montreal Canadiens and out of all the prospects in the team right now, in their, in their system? Yeah. Who deserves full-time NHL minutes right now? One of them.
1: Yeah, so I think that our best prospect right now, I think it's a, it's not a surprise, but I think it's Cole Caulfield. I mean, the guy is just an absolute beast, you know. Like, uh, with a really bad team, I mean, he's able to to put up those stats and uh, he's able to, to be good defensively too and uh, to, to create offense like uh, I mean we used to think that Cole Carfield might maybe be only a scorer but I mean he's just creating assists and creating offensive chance with the with the way he plays and uh, he's just a really good kid and uh, he's, he has a lot of uh, he's showing a lot of uh, good hockey and uh, I think that he's the best prospect we have right now and one prospect to play uh, to, to play full initial minute I think I'd go with uh, I think I'd go with uh, with Cole Caulfield. yeah I think I'd go with Cole Caulfield to play full initial minute I think that uh, he has the skill to 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 play in the NHL right now I mean he's maybe not uh, mature enough to play in the NHL but I feel that the uh, I don't want to put – I feel that Cole has that skill we don't have right now on the team. And, uh, I mean, he has the ability to score that we don't necessarily have. And uh, just to have another right wing can score with that skill, you know? Like, I mean, he has unique skill. And uh, I just think that he's a guy that I I really want to see in the NHL uh, as soon as possible.
0: That's a great assessment. I think that uh, Caulfield definitely is the top prospect for the Montreal Canadiens. I think Alexander Romanov is a close second. He's going to be great when he comes to the NHL. But I think definitely once Cole Caulfield is in the NHL, he's going to be one of the best goal scorers. I think uh, you compare him goal scoring wise to Patrick Laine and but uh, more consistent and Alex uh, Alex Ovechkin. I think Cole Caulfield can have can be the next best sniper in the NHL. He has that potential. Patrick Laine is really, really, really good. He's got one of the best shots in the world. And when he's playing to his ability, he is one of the best. But his yeah. is I don't see any consistency issues in Caulfield yet. But it's something that you ought to wait until if it translates to NHL, right? Yes,
1: Yes. of course. You know, I mean, we all know that. Uh, I mean, we can't say it. Uh, wait. We can not say something about the young players till they actually play in the NHL. Exactly. So, uh,
0: that's just like me saying, basically, yeah. if I said that Cole Caulfield's going to score, like going to be the best player in Ronald Canadian's history right now for watching him play, that's yeah. basically me saying that Tim Stoops is going to be next to Wayne Gretzky. It's <laughs> not fair for me to say, as much as I'd want that to be a reality, it's not fair to to assume that I have a player who hasn't even played one single game yet. Sure, we can get yes. excited for this player, but I don't think we should overhype them until we see their productivity in, in the NHL, right?
1: Yes, exactly. And that, that that's also why I'm thinking that... I mean, I'm not sure that Romanov is maybe uh, as good as we tend to describe him. Like, I saw him play in the KHL. I saw him play in the World Juniors. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Romanov might be... Uh, he will be a good player in the NHL, but I don't think that he will be that guy that a lot of apps fans think that he will be <laughs> yeah exactly like I mean he's a good he's a good guy he can he can scale a lot he can hit but I mean I feel that the, I mean in the KHL, is offensive uh, is offensive upside is offensive uh, side I mean we didn't see it that much and uh, I feel that the, he really needs to, to work on it to uh, to, to to be, like, as good as we tend to describe him as a player. But, I mean, I wish him the best. You know, I still have fun, but I think that uh, if I have to play a prospect right now in the NHL for full minutes, I mean, Cole Cuffield is my guy. I want to see him up uh, as soon as possible. And uh, I just want him to, to – I just want him to – I just want to see him on the power play and just, like, just watch him score a bunch of goals, you know. I mean – Playing with with playing with Suzuki or Katkani and me, I mean, I just want to see him as as soon as possible. And uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's a fair assessment. I think that uh, you got you got to be very mindful of prospects. Like they're gonna have their 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 upsides and their, their and then their weaknesses. Everybody does, you know. Yeah, yeah. For prospects, is how are they able to overcome their weaknesses? Yeah, okay.
1: exactly. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and another thing is, um, another thing is, uh, like you gotta be uh, very uh, mindful of that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that concludes our little interview. I want to thank you for your time, Max. You didn't have to come on today, but you chose to, and it, it means a lot. I love love to have you on again any other time. And I like to take you give you a moment to plug anything you like to plug at all. Your Twitter, anything at all. I Okay.
1: So uh, I mean, I don't have anything to plug. I mean. I just, I uh, just, I just want to say thank you to. I uh, just want to say thank you to you. You're, you're my friend, and I'm really happy to, 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 to be on your podcast. I mean, it's a, it's a really good opportunity for me, and uh, just to talk about hockey because I mean it's quarantine and there's not a lot of hockey, so I mean it's just fun to, to talk about hockey with someone who, who knows this thing and uh, someone who enjoys it. So I mean, and I would just wish you the best for your podcast and. Uh, wish you the best for your project and, uh, all the best will come soon. So, uh, I just want to thank you and, uh, I just want to tell people to listen to every Some Sense podcast and to follow, uh, follow you on your social medias because, uh, you need to catch me up. So,
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And you're really nice guy. so, uh, you will just follow him. He's a really good guy and, uh, yeah all the best for the next podcast and uh, thank you for having me
0: thank you i really appreciate that before you go i'm gonna just plug some twitters here you can follow max at woo max so w-o-u-m-a-x-x do i have that right yes exactly all right you can follow the talkinson sense Twitter at some sends and follow me at Jacob LeRevere and feel free to follow our co-host Alex Longwa at Alex longwa 15. He did not join us today because he had work. It happens. Work life over anything else. Honestly, it happens. We're going to try to have Alex as soon as we can. Also, we will be taking a brief break for the Christmas period. I'm not sure how long it's going to be but uh, I'd see next couple weeks. So don't expect the podcast episode from me or Alex, unless something insane happens and I'll get to it as soon as I can. But for a foreseeable little future for a couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks, it all depends. Uh, We will be taking a little bit of a break and I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. And that was another episode of talking some sense. See you guys.